well, we were talking about it um, the other day. Since I've been watching, which has been about 10 or so years, this is the best arc field I've seen in that amount of time. Oh, yeah. 100%. I, I can't remember any in my, like, lifetime of watching the arc, especially with having... Considering as well, when Enable retired, I was like, it's never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just the arc is not the same without her. And now I was like, oh my gosh, there's no Enable. And I haven't really thought about it. No. It was a real, like, wet, like, there was a real sad feeling about the arc last year. It lost all its mojo because of, um, because of the uh, Aiden O'Brien runners not being able to run and the ground so and the way that it was around the pace and all of that so I think it's it's needed that new lease of life so it's it's great it's really good so absolutely I will, I will just interject here um okay. as far because we're already I already started taping so um you know we'll just do it this way okay, I kind of well, think well, I kind of think that the um, the race that Rainbow Quest won way back when was actually a pretty good field. If you go back and look at it, I'm gonna go back and look at it <laughs> now that yeah, you say that. But I'll, I'll have to as well and because actually, because I, I don't even think you guys were born in '85, so that's why I'm saying that. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> and the '83 one was good too because all along won that one. Sun Princess finished second. Um, there were some good horses in that field, but I, I, th- I think for recent memory for this generation, obviously this, this, this field is probably very tough. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. I think, I think going back years and years ago, I remember you used to have like, well, what was, I mean, this is my knowledge, not stretching far enough back to like the 50s and 60s, but there used to be derby winners from the US that would come over and run in, mm-hmm. in this race, right? Um, yes. And that would make it a lot more international. And that was what was like the precedent. I mean, I'm talking the days before starting stalls. So um, it's been like that for years and years. And it's like, obviously the Japanese have added that flavor in, but without the Japanese element, it wouldn't, I still don't think that it would have, I think it's just like dominated by British horses and, you know, the Irish as well. So UK and Irish based horses. Um, yeah, I believe, I believe back in the day, um, I know he came over for a couple races. I know he also ran at Royal Ascot, but I believe um, Triple Crown winner Omaha came over for maybe an arc. Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. So I'm just going I enjoy going back and looking at stuff. The 1990 arc winner was Salmaraz. Mm-hmm. Finishing fourth was in the wings. And finishing 10th was Salsaville. That's a good field. That's mm, a good field just with those three. So, so Jess, uh, welcome to the GOAT Zoom Room as we just decided to just start recording with everything. And <laughs> it's good to see that Caitlin Free is back finally from her sabbatical. Um, <laughs> back after but, seasonal hiatus. And this is now season two, and we're starting it off with the arc. But um, 
what are your first thoughts and opinions of this race? One word, maybe it's two words, mouth watering. It is everything we dream about when it comes to the Prix de l'Art de Triomphe. It is filled with quality. It's got depth. It has got the international flavor that we strive for in racing and horse racing. And importantly, it will be run with a full crowd. So the world over can try and get to Paris where um, if they can, I know there will be a big, big contingent from Japan coming over to support their two horses. And I've heard that they'll, even though it's midnight or 1 a.m., I think, in Japan, they're expecting 5 million viewers to tune in. And I know they are obsessed with our horses, obsessed with this race in particular. And it grows the sport so much, but it does a lot of good for, for Europe, for the UK, for Ireland to have such a good feel, to have a two classic winners in Hurricane Lane and Adaya, the St. Ledger and the Derby winner. And then on top of that, that's from the from the Colts and then a, a Snowfall, who's a classic winner herself. And add another extra spice into it. You've got a Breeders' Cup turf winner uh, in Tanawa. So even though we're lacking and we said, you know, look, back in the day you used to have American representatives, but you've got a you've got a horse that attracts interest from your side in America because you've seen her and what she's done over with you. And we can get into it when we will with our selections, but she excites me like more than, and I would have been desperate to find some horse that can fill the void that enabled left for me. And although Tanawa will not continue on running after this season, I love her as a race mare. I thought what she did last time out was exceptional in the Irish champion stakes. And I think she's got all the credentials to become and we'd like to triumph winner. So look, there's something for everyone in a nutshell because it sort of grasps people attention, people's attention throughout the world. And it's a pretty lot de triumph to savor. And I just think we're, we're very lucky to have it. So I'm really, really excited. I know before you yeah. came on, Caitlin and I were discussing chronogenesis a bit. And I think she's got a good fair shot here, especially after finishing second of Mishriff. But um, Caitlin has a different opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do like Chronogenesis and I really respect her. But my problem with her is, yes, she finished second to Mishriff and Mishriff has had an exceptional season. Um, him and St. Mark's Basilica not here, which in itself is disappointing. But this race is still the best arc I've seen in my lifetime and how the arc is really supposed to be. But my problem with Chronogenesis is I don't even think she's the best horse in Japan. So how is she going to be the best horse in the arc? I mean, if you look back at the Japanese horses that have run in the arc, Deep Impact or Favor, Nakayama Festa, they're better than her that raced against lesser fields in the arc and they couldn't win. So you're telling me she's going to be the Japanese one to get off the bump in this race and she's going to beat Tarnawa, Adeyar. Hurricane Lane, Snowfall, Love. You're telling me she's going to beat this field? I just... 
I respect her and I think she's a real grade one quality mare, but I just, I can't see it in this field. Interesting. So they've got a lot of confidence behind Corinna Genesis. Um, I don't know what you think about her run in Maidan behind Mishrif. People questioning the ride. And Oshin Murphy booked is pretty positive. And by the way, I don't know if you guys have seen, but I it was at Salisbury earlier today and witnessed Oshin Murphy getting thrown to the ground very, very dramatically. I don't know if you've seen this on social media. I did was, see that. Yeah, he was, his horse got loose. Well, the horse just went mental. It was his first day at a racetrack and he was just, just lost, they, he just lost control. And Oshin fell in, crashed into one of the barriers as they're leaving um, to go onto the track. And he was so pale. I've never seen something so terrifying. He wasn't moving for a while. They were able to sit him up. And then they walked him to the ambulance and he was streaming blood all down his face. He's Aww. getting he's getting uh, stitched up and he says he's going to be fine to ride tomorrow, <laughs> which is crazy. Just goes to show. Although what I found really ironic, and it's a superstition if you love this kind of thing, but that the dam of the horse that... Uh, Oshin got flipped over by today did the same thing to Martin Dwyer the jockey the day before he won the derby on Sir Percy weird voodoo there so Oshin Murphy whether that's a good that there's a good sign or whatever but you know he likes he's a fighter and he is so excited to to partner up chronogenesis and all whether she has the ability and as you say you know your Japanese form in and out like you know where she ranks and look the form of Mishrif is probably you know pretty strong pretty solid but I do think you've got to forward it through and look at what Adair has done to Mishrif since and on those form lines he's definitely a few few pounds in the handicap ahead of her yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And I'm not saying it's not out of the realm of possibility because Oshin absolutely loves this mare. And I know he's going to ride her to the best of his abilities and give her the best chance. But as Japan, aside from Contrail and a few others, um, which Contrail hasn't even ran more than once this year, um, Sadashi is really the top horse over there right now. And of course, um, another really top race mare over there who Corona Genesis has beat once or twice, loves only you. She comes over for the Breeders' Cup Philly Mare Turf, which not to get ahead of ourselves, we'll see how she draws, but I mm-hmm. love her in that race based off of form. But I, Corona Genesis is a great traveler and I'm not trying to backtrack here because I already said I didn't like her, but let me put it this way. There's Others I like more in here, but Andy, as far as liking a Philly or a mare in this race, I think you're absolutely on the right track. This is a race that really works out for the mares. Yeah, I mean, 100%. We've seen that over the years, haven't we? Um, and look, you can only go back and look at what Enable, uh, Enable did, uh, Trev did, and also like, the weight allowances obviously have a huge saying for this and I don't think you can discredit any of the mares in here snowfall is one that's got a little bit of a 
mark against her name after her run last time and her trial run in the in the Prix Vermeil. And I, you guys would have read what Frankie said and how disappointed he was with the pace that was set by Holly Dole on Le, mm-hmm. Le Monday. And that meant the race just did not pan out for her at all. And she was beaten at five to one on. And it was a real shock. And because of that, her price is inflated. And that kind of eradicates what we in what we've seen in the in the preceding months coming into this. I mean, she had turned into a beast snowfall. Absolutely yeah. big, huge, powerful three-year-old. And then she has these weight allowances on top of it. I don't think she should be totally discredited. Oh, I totally agree with you. Discount her at your own risk. Given what happened in that last race, how strangely it set up, everything that Frankie said, which I would trust Frankie with my life. He's the greatest rider in the world. Throw that race out. And I mean, yes, I do prefer Tanawa a little bit more than Snowfall, but if Snowfall goes off anywhere between 10 to 1 or 5 to 1, I'm taking that. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, throw that last race out. She makes all the sense in the world here. She's going to get she's going to carry the least amount of weight probably of anybody in this race. Mm-hmm. Big question. The only thing I don't like about her, which it's not going to matter as much in a mile and a half race. I don't love the draw. But I don't think it's going to hamper her too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the draw is something that I had a real good chat with um, Mikhail Michelle earlier about. Obviously, she's not ridden in a Prix de Triomphe, but she's ran, she ran in Paris Longchamp over this trip a few times. She was very adamant that you don't want to be too wide and you don't want to be too much in your inner as well. So either right. or, you don't want to be too tight and you don't want to be too much on your wing. Um, and Snowfall, you, she's kind of a little bit too wide for comfort, isn't she? She's she's a nine, I think it is. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that really discredits the French filly, and we can get on to the French's, Rabia. Like, they, they're going to, she's going to really struggle from that. But Adoya is an 11, and that's pretty wide too. Yeah. Um, My... Go ahead. Yeah, no, and 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 so from where I'm sitting, you know, if I'm James Doyle on Hurricane Lane, a little bit too, he's on a, in in the two, but Tanawa, I think in a, in three, is is spot on. Uh, one horse I I do want to go ahead and mention is uh, Alan Carr, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I think it was a shock that he that he ends up winning the Queen Elizabeth. Uh, on the day that he wins it, but uh, can you can you talk a little bit about him as far as coming up to this race? Yeah, absolutely. Alan Kerr has been a bit of a surprise. And look, you know, at the end of the day, back in April in the classic trial, who did he beat? Adia, Anya Beer. We know what they've gone on to do. Mm-hmm. And... That was on good ground. It was on temper over ten furlongs. He was twenty-five to one that day, and obviously it was a surprise. But what he did, importantly, was he went and backed that up um, at Asker over the one-mile four trip, which he's got, which he will have obviously on Sunday. Um, ground is very important to him. He's by Alderflug, the German sire. That you know he relishes this really deep conditions, and it's going to be bordering on 
heavy come Sunday. That it's going to be very, very deep. They'll call it very soft, but that's French. That's the French term. In in the UK, we'd call it heavy. So he will really relish that. And obviously, he ran last time at York uh, against Mishrith, but that was obviously over a trip far too short, and it was on and it was on good ground. So Alan Kerr, I really don't think should be discredited. I actually heard an interview with Kieran Fallon Jr., uh, the son of the great Kieran Fallon, who's obviously won plenty of pre-lucky triumphs himself. Um, and he was asked the question, if you could choose one horse to ride in this race, who would it be? And he said Alan Kerr, he said his, his work, I mean, he's very closely associated with the William Haggis team. And he said, the work he's done recently and the ground, the way it will be, really gives me a lot of positivity for this horse. Again, drawn walk, drawn well. Um, look, I'm very, and well, it's very likable when it comes to this, this ground. So they're keen for a crack at this race. Why not? And I don't think at a double figure price, especially if you can look with plenty of, Bookmakers in the UK, I don't know about you guys over there, but we'll probably do more places for this race because of the field size um, and because of the interest in it. So he could be in multiple bets or whichever, and I don't think that's a completely, you should completely disregard him. Um, but he was going to be, for me, a St. Ledger contender because of his... Uh, but they would as they should be to give this a go yeah I was going to ask you guys at the end um who your choice overall for the race would be and then who would maybe be a price that you would throw in Alan Carr was absolutely going to be mine this there there's no reason they shouldn't be in this race after the type of runs he's been having and the way this ground turns up, I, I think he makes a lot of sense. Whether he's good enough to beat this entire field as a whole, I'm not quite sure, but he gets everything his way. Yeah, totally. And look, he's a three-year-old again. And in general, the three-year-olds, where we've got quite a lot of three-year-old cults in here, they get they get weight off of the likes of Tonawa, off of Love, off of Chronogenesis. Um, so that's a big bonus. Um, you know, I, I was, I was the kind of person when Adaya won the Derby, I, I, I couldn't really work it out. I, I just mm-hmm. thought this is, this is a bit of a fluke. And I was a bit, oh, this is a bit of a shame. You know, the Derby really needs a good winner. <laughs> and then he went and, well, what happened is that the form was franked. And that was the first important thing that Hurricane Lane and Mojo Star, well, Hurricane Lane formed, uh, most specifically went and won the Irish Derby so convincingly. And he is a horse that I always thought would be in my mindset, even before the King George, I thought he would become better than Adair. I thought that mentally he looked like a horse that needed, that maybe the Derby came a bit too soon for him. And he also lost his front two shoes in the derby. So he did really well that day. Uh, he's obviously another son of Frankel. They both are, um, which is fantastic. For Fra- if Frankel is a sire and we love our breeding, but if Frankel can get an arc winner after the year he's had, oh, he's unstoppable. And he's got a pretty good chance here. But 
I thought that Hurricane Name might improve past that AR, and I know that the diff- the choice for who to ride has been difficult for William Buick, but the, the, the performance he put up at Ascot in the King George was exceptional. And Mishriff has gone and confirmed that form in such a fantastic way. And that may- makes it an easy option for William Buick. But he has had a little setback, a little tiny setback. And he will probably be quite fresh after 71 days off the track because of that. And that is just holding me back a little bit with him. And that's why for me, Tanawa, yes, he, she has to give him three pounds, but she's been trained for one thing and one thing only. And don't forget, she was probably not still 100% spot on at the Irish Champions Day, um, for Irish Champions Day, which Dermot Wild was quite keen to stress. And she did very, very well. Crystal Sumi on board. You've got to you've got to believe that's a that's a wise decision. Even though Colin Keane has done nothing wrong on her, and she's won at Longchamp at this meeting last year on heavy ground. I just think at the prices for a pick for a win pick, it's Tanawa for me over Adaya. So with with this uh, being said, uh, who do you? Who is your top selection? And as Caitlin said, who's one of your price horses? Okay, yeah. So I'm going to stick with Tanawa as my top selection. Now, coming to my price horses, I'm keen to see what will happen on the day. I'm going to watch very carefully this, the rain fall as it comes down. I, you know, price horses in my mind need to be double figures. Yeah, I, don't, I can't, like, I would love to say snowfall, but I don't think, I think she's going to shorten as opposed to drift out as they see the rain coming down. And so for that reason, I think the horse that we've mentioned, Alan Kerr, represents a serious value at what I can see at the moment with us. Obviously, we've got anti-post betting. I can place a bet on the on the Pre-Delight de Triumph right now. I could have done it weeks ago, but I could get 33 to 1 for him. And that seems overpriced for a horse who I'd imagine will really relish the conditions here. And look, the only thing is that he's never, he's, he's, he's had quite a relatively short time span of racing. He hasn't done a huge amount of it. He did go over to Longchamp and he was third behind Hurricane Lane. So he's got a bit of, bit, bit of form to find there. But I think that they... And I think if you rewatch that race, they were very patient with him. Um, and they decided the hold up tactics, they would give that a go. And he was doing a lot of work late on. So I think Tom Marquand would want to be a little bit handier, not mid div, but I think he'd just want to be more up with the pace than James Dorr was uh, in the Grand Prix de Paris. So those would be my two, but I'm not put off. If I could do, if I could, I could even pick three. I put Snowfall in there as well. And Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Justin and I have already talked about this um, throughout the week. We see the race the exact same way. Those would be my three horses as well. I also want to pick Tarnawa on top. And when I'm going to be betting it over here, of course, I'm going to be doing some exotics. So I'm absolutely going to throw Snowfall in with her. Um, and Alan Carr, as I said earlier, is – 
my long shot pick and I want to include him as well. So I absolutely love those three horses. Um, it's a Tarnawa does have the edge for me based off experience and past form and the fact that she can run on any type of surface. She's won on heavy ground at this track. Um, and she's been primed for this race. So she gives me the edge over snowfall, but it's hard for me to poke a lot of holes in snowfall because I said I threw her race out last out and to me she could be any type and unfortunately it sounds like she's going to retire at the end of the year which makes me so upset because she she could be anything so I love her in this race too those are my top two and Alan Carr and for a price what about you Andy well uh I think Hurricane Lane until he gets beaten is the one to beat and you can't argue with anything he's done. And I like the fact that they've taken their time with them. And obviously the end goal for them is probably going to be the Breeders' Cup uh, turf, but because it is Godolphin. But I absolutely love that horse. And I just, until he does something that shows me that he can't be top horses, I got to go with him. Price-wise, Chronogenesis, obviously. I just think that race at Maydam, if you go back and look at it, she should have won that race. There's no doubt in my mind that she should have won that race that day. And uh, like you guys, uh, Snowfall is another horse that we have to look at as well. Um, I think those are it. But yeah, Hurricane Hurricane Lane for me, if I can get five to one, six to one on the U.S. side, I it's a must play. Yeah, and look, I, 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 I completely look. I, I love him. As I said, I, I thought he was the horse to take out of the Derby. He's a, a big favorite of mine. He's so striking, as you say. He's done nothing wrong. He's his only blot in his copybook is that third in at in the Derby, but it was when he lost his front shoes. But he did have a tough race in the Ledger, and you could see when he kept came back in, he was head to the floor he was yeah it was a big big test and it was never really been the plan and it wasn't that long ago and so he'll be need to be made of really like firm hard stuff the frankles they are but it's just funny that not none of us going siding with that who will turn out to be probably he'll be vying for favoritism all weekend so it's interesting that not even in our top threes <laughs> I just, I just think that if you're going to have a horse that you, you're going to have a horse that uh, in a big race like this, especially when you have horses that are in form, it's, it's better to look at horses that have a little bit more of a price. And you're getting the same weight for Adiar that you're getting for Hurricane Lane. And uh, it's just odd that William Buick ends it, Obviously, William Buick has his thoughts on this race, and it's uh, Adiar for sure because he could have chosen between both. But uh, I just, you know, this horse has had a long campaign since October, and as far as Adiar is concerned, I can just see him just throwing a race in that, you know, kind of makes you question everything. I've always very much um, preferred Hurricane Lane over Adiar myself. So, and you're going to get a much better price on Hurricane Lane, in my opinion. So for me, um, no knocks against Adair. I think they're both 
spectacular and exceptional Colts. And the fact that we get them both in the same year is incredible. But for me in this race, between the two, that's an easy choice. Yeah, it's it's scintillating. I don't think if any of them really crosses the line first, you'd be hugely surprised. Um, I think it's a, it's a good bearing. I like to hope, I know you mentioned... Kate, that Snowfall possibly, I don't know. I know they mentioned that, that she would be paired up with St. Mark's Basilica and that's why there's been discussion about her maybe retiring. I like to hope that they keep her going because they don't have a huge amount to go to war with next year now St. Mark's Basilica has been retired. But I'd like to think Hurricane Lane and Adaya, the Godolphin team, they like they like having their horses running and I'd, I'd imagine they'll still be going next year. That's what I'd like to see. But regardless, Charlie Appleby and Saeed Bensura are going to send a war of horses to the Breeders' Cup, which makes it really exciting. Enough. Yeah, I'm, I am willing to bet any amount of money that whether it's Adair or Hurricane Lane, that one of them is coming over for the Breeders' Cup. Yeah, I can't yeah, wait I, for that. Yeah, all I want to know is Mishrif plans. I want them to confirm it with us because we're still waiting to hear. He's definitely going to ask it for Champions Day. What they do afterwards, a Breeders' Cup Classic would be so sporting of them. Um, but John Gosden is very concerned about the tightness of it and the straight and it not quite suiting him and this and that. And I don't know, but Prince Faisal, his own, seems quite relatively interested i think so that in the classic versus the turf yeah only because the classics is trip right and the turf wouldn't be and that makes it that's the big difference um but they still haven't really made their mind up but the the vibe the vibe is that if they were going to go to the one it would be the turf honestly i think he fits in the classic the classic is going to be a huge huge race this year it's going to be wide open but based off what he did in Saudi and the horses he turned away I get that dirt is a little bit different but you would get a decent price on him in that race and hey I I would play him against these horses I honestly would the turf is kind of a toss-up um for me because I don't know who's going to go yet he fits in that race too but I he is much more interesting to me in the classic than he would be the turf yeah I agree I agree I've been trying to lobby it every time <laughs> I see any representative of the owner and I saw one of I saw uh, Mr. Bout Ted Bout the other day at the races and I said any man that made up I said I'm sure you'd love a trip to Del Mar and they all kind of kind of winked at me and had a little laugh. They're like, we would like to do that. So that, I think they're keen, but at the end of the day, John, Mr. Gosden, John Gosden is the one that decides, you know, California racing very well. So look, that'll be another day and another podcast to discuss it when it does happen. We'll have so much to go through for the Breeders' Cup because we're sending, as I said, a, a massive team of horses over to, to raid, especially with most of the turf races. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna take us for all we're worth because as far <laughs> as I'm concerned the turf contingent over here well I'm just not gonna say anything so but <laughs> Jess we are so thankful for you to be on the start of season two with us and what a way to kick it off with the best race we'll see for a long time 
absolutely brilliant guys i'm so grateful for you having me back on and i'm looking forward to seeing how it all unfolds on sunday and best of luck with all your selections I think yeah. we, if it goes right, Caitlin, you and I are going to win a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and, and I can't wait. We'll definitely, we will definitely make sure to have you on when Breeders' Cup uh, comes into town and we do all that fun stuff. Fabulous, guys. All right, that was the Goat Zoom Room. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. <laughs>